Hey everybody, Jim Samus here from the Kayak Fishing Show Live. As always, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. And we get to try a new one. I've never had this one. It's just their new lager. It's actually a light beer, sort of. It's 99 calories. So let's see how this baby is. It's a lager. It's a nice light beer. Um, definitely one you'd be a good one drinking out in the sun and kind of hanging out and not real heavy. That's, that's good. Um, and God knows I can always use the less calories. Um, let's get rid of that there. So uh, as you all know, uh, we are today going to have Jim McGowan from uh, Ray Marine. Ray Marine has been a great supporter of our show for several years. And uh, and that relationship has just gotten better and better. And, and uh, they really, you know, jumped on being part of these live shows and um, have generously offered to give away a uh, element uh, of your choice in size. But to do that, we need at least 100 shares of this show. We're not giving anything away unless we get at least 100 shares of this show, because I think uh, that shows them that we are worthy of, uh, of them giving away this uh, this cool item. So please, you know, give the show the old thumbs up, make your comments and share, share, share so we can uh, we can do this. Um, Raymarine, of course, is at raymarine.com if you want any more information about any of the stuff we talk about. And of course, you're always welcome to throw in more questions. And of course, that is what we want here on this show is we want your questions because that always makes it better. Um, so with no further ado, I'm going to bring old, uh, Jim McGowan, my friend, up here on the screen. Jim, welcome to the show live. Thanks, Jim. Good afternoon. How are you guys all doing? Great, great. Jim actually did one of the very, very, very first live shows with us when we first started doing them and uh, about a year ago and uh, actually over a year ago. And now uh, now we're thankfully back in business, back doing the shows again and uh, really excited about that. I'm going to actually bring uh, this up here so people can kind of get a look at what we're going to be talking about today. This is the element uh, and this is the, this video is showing actually on the Ray Marine, um, website right now. And you can see some of the imagery, the three different sizes, the seven, nine and 12, and some of the, uh, other information just on this, uh, scrolling video, but I just wanted to pop that up really quick. So you guys had a good idea what we were going to be talking about. And again, we just, you know, we want your comments and actually I, I wasn't looking at the comments and we already have a bunch up here so um let's uh remove that from the screen and let's put us more like that so we can actually see a little bit better anyway jim thanks again for for joining us here today um you know i've been using the raymarines since the uh the dragonfly which was you know a, a great kayak unit um i have the axiom uh, and now just moved over to uh, the element just arrived. I haven't had a chance to uh, put that on my kayak. Um, so I'm actually, I'm going to throw out the first question here because I was kind of interested is, you know, why would want somebody pick one versus the other? Why would somebody pick an element over an axiom over a dragonfly? You know, what's, what's going to guide me into making that the right choice for me? 
Sure. Yeah. Within those those three product lines, um, basically what kind of changes across them is their sonar capability and also their speed and performance. So Dragonfly was our most uh, compact unit. It had uh, two channels of sonar in most of the Dragonflies. It had uh, chirp sonar for fish targeting. That's the kind of traditional blue background or white background. Uh, and then it also had down vision, which was for looking at structure and bottom content, man-made objects on the bottom. Um, and then a lot of the dragonflies had GPS and charting in them too. Um, Axiom uh, was the next unit that came out. And Axiom uh, comes in a pretty wide range of sizes. The smallest is seven. The biggest is actually 24 inch on wow. the Axiom XL line. Um, <laughs> That's enormous. The Axiom is a really powerful system. It is network capable, which you're probably not going to do most of the time on a kayak. But that being said, we do have a lot of kayak anglers that run them um, because it packs a lot of sonar technology uh, all into the screen. So it's easy to install. Uh, single transducer covers, down vision, side vision, uh, chirp just like we had on the Dragonfly. And then it also adds Real Vision 3D, uh, which was a real breakthrough technology to get that all in the display and, uh, and, and do all that from a single transducer. And then, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, so uh, fast forward to uh, 2019 now and the release of Element. Uh, what we've actually done is we have packed even more sonar technology uh, into a unit that's um, a little bit smaller, a little more, a little more compact uh, than an Axiom. They come in seven, nine, or twelve, uh, like we mentioned. Um, but they are um, a very small boat and fishing-centric product. Um, so for kayak fishermen, uh, it's actually a great option because it uses a very full-featured transducer that is quite a bit smaller than our Axiom transducer was. Uh, it's about uh, two-thirds scale of the Axiom transducer, but it has uh, down and side vision, it has chirp sonar, it has real vision 3D, and it has something new called hypervision, uh, 1.2 megahertz uh, chirp sonar in it. So uh, it gives you really lifelike uh, images uh, at depths to about 100 feet, depths or distances. It works inside, it works in down, uh, and in real vision 3D. Okay, so uh, you're saying that up to 100 feet. Explain that to me, what, 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 you, what you mean? I mean, am I yep. not gonna have any sonar at over 100 feet? Uh, you will. Um, so one of the things that's cool about Element is it supports multiband uh, sonar. So your 1.2 megahertz, your very, very high frequency sonar um, gives us extreme detail, but because of its super high frequency characteristics, it doesn't go quite as far as some of the other channels um, in Element. So that, that one will go out to about 100 feet down. Um, but then when you um, are looking at distances or ranges beyond that, uh, we have our 350 kilohertz chirp sonar, which is in down vision and side vision, and our 200 kilohertz chirp in our fish targeting. Um, so between all those different combinations of sonar, um, we can image the bottom down to 900 feet pretty reliably. Wow. Wow. Um, you know, I, like I said I just got mine just arrived, so I haven't had a chance to play with it. It's uh, right here. And just looking at it in the box, a couple of things for us kayak healers that I think are, are pretty cool that um, if you've been looking at the different units, A, uh, you know, again, I've got axioms. Uh, this is much lighter. Uh, it, it, it's not nearly as heavy. Uh, it seems a little bit, a little bit thinner. Mm -hmm. um, yep, it is. And the other thing, again, like you mentioned, uh, the uh, transducer is smaller. 
but also the cable smaller than again than the axiom. Yes, that uh, was that, a, that axiom cable's huge. That was a huge challenge for anybody uh, that wanted to rig an axiom on a kayak, myself included. That's what I run on on my boat. And uh, as soon as we get some better weather here, I'll probably be switching over as well. But um, yeah, I actually have one out of the box. I'll hold it up. Okay. Oh, you know what else I noticed, which <laughs> I I think is amazing, which I I don't see, and it's it's actually been one of those things that I have complained about a lot in from other manufacturers on fish finders is it's got a nice and it's kind of hard to see it here because still, it's still in the plastic bag and I, I just kind of looked at it, is the size of the power cable uh yes. it's nice heavy gauge wire you know in a kayak everything is so it always getting splash of salt water and everything and and you just find those salt water corrosion leaching up the wires in that really small cable and then them breaking uh, so having that nice heavier cable uh, to me looks like that's going to make a huge difference in longevity of the product. Yeah, I think another thing that's worth um, looking at too is the the way that Elements connectors are set up on the back. Um, it's two connectors, one for power, one for transducer. Um, they are both very small uh, diameter connectors, so it is going to make it a lot easier when you're uh, running cables through the boat uh, to rig it up. Um, right, but, right. Uh, well, that's that looks really good. Let me um, set this down, and maybe we can pop over here and see if there were any questions specifically, uh, and just say hello to a few people who are signing in. Um, Gordon says, "Gotta love beer and fishing." Uh, <laughs> I love them both. Absolutely. I generally don't <laughs> drink beer while I'm fishing, but uh, I do love them both. One leads um, to the other. <laughs> yeah. Sean Russell says, hey, um, Michael Cox, how you doing, man? Uh, Casey would love a new fish finder for his new kayak. Well, oh, uh, the way button. this is going to work, again, we got to have over 100 shares. Um, you need to like, comment, share, um, and we will randomly select a winner. And I'm actually going to give, because we get a lot of views on a replay, so I'm going to give people a chance to watch this on the replay and make comments and share it. Um, and then we will actually select the winner tomorrow. So you've got until tomorrow to watch this and, and, and make sure it's been shared that that hundred times. Um, hey, Brian, how are you? Uh, Rafael from Sweden. How are you? Great kayak fishing community in Sweden. Um, Michael Gear is here, here, here. Um, I'm uh, let's see, Mike from Santa Maria. I'm trying to scroll through, see if we've got some questions here. Um, tuning in from Oklahoma. Very nice. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Um, I, I, I would say to hi to everybody, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things on here. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to see if we've got any actual questions in here. Um, this is uh, actually just, uh, this is not a touch screen, right? That's correct. Yeah, it is a button operated product. And we had a lot of feedback from anglers out in the field, both in kayaks and power boats. And one of the things that they said to us, particularly in a, in a real small boat, uh, you know, your, your fingers are always either wet or salty or fishy or all of the above. And uh, there's definitely some advantages to go into a, a keyboard controlled product. So that's what we've got. Uh, in Element, um, but it has some really nice layout to its keyboard. There's some quick action keys. You'll see the that one, two, and three on its 
keyboard um, yeah. allows you to instantly uh, pop to a, a screen that you have pre-configured on there. So whatever your, your three favorites are, uh, you just touch the button, it jumps right to that screen. Um, the big orange button on the top too is a waypoint button. We know, you know, you want to be able to, to mark a, a spot, you know, with no fuss, no muss. Just reach up, hit the button and bam, you've, you've marked a waypoint and it saves it on the, the GPS and chart, saves it in all the sonar views as well. So it makes it really easy to come back over a piece of structure or a big school of bait or whatever it is that you wanted to mark. Very cool. Yeah, it's and it's a nice large screen and good size buttons to actually use. Um, it's uh, it's one of the brightest screens we've ever made. It, it's extremely bright out in the sunshine. So I think uh, you know, in an open boat, uh, like all you know, all of us are are using out there, um, it's going to look beautiful uh, in those conditions. Um, another thing um, for anybody that has ever operated, uh, in particular, one of our Dragonfly units, if you move up to Element. Um, huge change you're going to see is element runs a quad core processor just like axiom so it is so it's going to be fast incredibly fast yes uh, when you're arranging in or out on the chart um you know it is just instantaneous redraw um you can run four channels of sonar simultaneously so if you want to be looking at your down vision and your side vision and your 3d all at the same time it's it's all possible wow wow plenty of power uh Scott Kopp is asking, uh, how long will a seven inch run on a uh, 10 amp hour battery? Um, I would estimate that you're probably gonna get at least four or five hours out of it on that. Um, I haven't had an opportunity yet to get out on the water uh, this season <laughs> with my boat, which is still a little, little cold around here. Um, but, um, I, I think that's a fairly accurate uh, estimate because I've been running an Axiom last season off a 10 amp hour battery and I could easily get five hours out of it. Okay. And, and for, uh, uh, here um, for people who were wondering if, they're, if you're running the Nakwas, they now have a splitter so you can hook up two batteries. So if you, if you want to go that route, you know, have two of the 10 amp hour batteries on your boat and not have to worry about running down. They now have a splitter, so you can tie them both together. Um, so that's yeah. And those knockers are, are the way to go. Uh, oh, for I, sure. I use them on. I use them on my boat. I use them here in the office too. Whenever we take units out in the field to demonstrate, or uh, I need to, you know, run something outside to test GPS or whatever, it's it's always on one of their batteries. They're fantastic. Uh, Joey Pruitt asks: Is there any difference between the seven, nine, and twelve, other than screen size? Um, if you go to a 12 inch screen, it's uh, just slightly higher resolution in the screen. Uh, but other than that, nope, the hardware is identical. Same processor, same sonar channels, same capabilities. Just get more viewing area. Okay, well, you know, back to the battery thing. Uh, you were saying that um, it's the brightest screen. But at that brightest setting, are you also is it is it drawing more or is it is it bright but without having to draw as much power? Well, if you do crank it up, it it draws. Um, you know, it is going to draw more power the brighter you go. Um, but even running it at full power, I think you're still going to be able to get that that five hour mark. If you turn it down a little bit, I think you'll go even further. Um, and here's another one, and this is always a key one for kayakers because you're talking about batteries. So, what is the power draw? And again, that's going to depend on how bright you have it. 
Uh, it is going to depend on how bright you have it. Uh, when it's running full tilt, I think it's 1.6 amps. And if you take the backlight down even just a little bit, that drops very, very rapidly. The backlight is the number one consumer of power on the system. Um, Nick is asking, what screen size did I get? I actually got two of them. Um, I think the seven is really nice for putting on my Kraken, uh, for the blue sky, which I can handle a much larger unit. Uh, I went with a nine because <laughs> I got bad eyes and the bigger those screens are, the, the easier I can see them. Um, so that that makes a, a big, big difference to me. Uh, okay. I got to ask this because somebody asked me this the other day. Sure. Uh, and I understand if whichever direction you go, uh, we are, we are giving one away. Is it us only? Uh, we will make every attempt to send it anywhere. The winner lives. Okay. Right. Well, that sounds we awesome. We will try. <laughs> I know Emma is, I think Emma's in Sweden. Ah, very nice. <laughs> very nice. I know there's a lot of fishing action up there in Sweden. It's actually, uh, we, we have a, a lot of customers there. A so uh, uh, very good friend there. of mine, Ulf, is actually on his way to go bluefin tuna fishing, uh, but he is a member of Team Mate Ray Marine in Sweden. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, my good friend Bridget Howard um, has a great question. What kind of clearance below hull does the transducer need for side scan to function properly? It doesn't need very much. Um, uh, I have seen a couple of um, uh, ambassadors that have posted pictures of their installs up already, and uh, they have the HV100 is the name of the hypervision transducer that Element uses uh, up inside some of the kind of pocketed. Uh, systems. So the transducer is completely up, up and out uh, of harm's way, um, but they still have plenty of clearance for the side vision. The side vision is angled downward just slightly, so it should be able to clear the edges of the pocket um, on the mounting surface uh, without any problem at all. It's a 60 degree wide beam, uh, port and starboard, and it's angled down about 10 degrees from the surface. Well, you have a transducer right there. Um, yes. I do. In fact, so here's the, um, let me point it. Okay. Line. So, oh, yeah. so how, where are you saying what part of that needs to be exposed for side image? Okay. So you could actually have this flush to even slightly recessed up inside the hull of the boat. Your side vision elements run right along the sides here, basically along this curve. Uh, they are angled down just slightly out of here. Okay. They're about 10 degrees below the surface. So we did design it so that, um, you know, it's not coming completely straight out where it would get blocked by anything. Okay. A little bit of downward Very angle on it. Very cool. Let's see what else we got. We actually went over this. Is it a touchscreen? Um, Yep, it is not a touchscreen on an element. It is entirely button controlled, so wet fingers are no problem at all for it. Uh, I will say now, I, you know, I've been through a couple incarnations of touchscreens. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the older ones definitely had were super affected by wet hands. Uh, the Axiom was much, much better with wet hands. I, I mean, I could use it with wet hands. Um, my only issue with that is, and and where touchscreen seems like a great idea, but when you do have those wet hands, you're leaving streak marks all across yeah. your screen. 
So not having a uh, touchscreen to me is actually for kayak anglers a better way. Now in the boat, I love having the touchscreen. Yes. But, but on the kayak, again, with those wet hands, um, very much so. Yeah, I always uh, had to keep a microfiber and a, and a freshwater bottle nearby, periodically hose it down. <laughs> and there it is. These <laughs> microfiber towels, buying by the bulk at Costco, great for cleaning your glasses, great for cleaning your screens, great for cleaning the boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, buy, I think I've got probably about 100 of those here at the house. <laughs> I've always got one around. Cause I'm always having to clean these things. And, um, I, I Joe Randall down scan overlay, down scan overlay. Um, yes. And the way we do that is actually in our real vision 3d channel. So the 3d is going to be overlaid with uh, side and down scan is the, um, I'm going to bring this back up. Um, and put that back up there. So here's that video that's running. Is is what you're talking about the the 3D? Is that uh, that part right there? Yeah, that is actually 3D right there. Uh, I think there might be another shot of it coming up as well. Um, but what we're going to be doing is taking the graphic, like the the that very detailed hypervision uh, side and down, um, and bringing it. That is the overlay over the 3D model uh, that it's building. So. Um, I was kind of looking, uh, you can build your own maps. Is that right? Was that, you did can. I get that properly? Yes. So we have uh, two different map engines in Element for making your own maps. Uh, we do support Navionics Sonar Chart Live for those that are fans of Navionics charts. Um, we also have um, a new uh, engine called Real Bathy. Um, and what's kind of neat about Real Bathy, it uh, is come standard in Element. It actually doesn't require you to have any charts at all. So you could drop your boat into a puddle in your backyard, and as long as you have a micro SD card plugged in, so it has a place to save the data, uh, it will start building maps uh, immediately as soon as the boat hits the water, um, and it just stores that data to the card, and uh, it builds at one foot. Uh, contour intervals. So, so that'd be something pretty interesting for going. Like, if I travel and I go to a lake that I don't, you know, you got no cards for, you can build a map of a lake. Build a map yourself. Yep, you sure that, can. That, that's really interesting. Uh, I just pulled up the show on my phone. Uh, we are currently at seventy-eight shares. Ooh, so we're getting there. Keep those shares coming, guys. Uh, we need a few more, but um, we've got a lot of great questions here. Um, Let's see, what is this one? How does Ray Marine achieve its nice clarity? Well, we've got um, a couple things going on uh, to do that. One of them is the um, the frequencies that we select. Uh, so with the Hypervision, we're using uh, 1.2 megahertz, uh, which is very, very high frequency. It gives us extreme levels of detail. Um, another technology that we employ with that is chirp sonar. So um, the frequencies that we send out isn't purely 1.2 megahertz. It's actually um, a swept frequency. Um, and then even that. when we go down <laughs> to the longer range sonar, uh, we're, we're sending out a sweep of frequencies. And that is what uh, really helps with the clarity. Okay. I was, was going to try and bring up a couple of pictures. Uh, screenshot. Here. Sure. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of good hypervision ones in that folder I sent you. Yeah. Let me uh, kind of. 
said so this interface is a little bit new for me, so it's uh, taken me a second to remember how to do everything on this one. Yeah, no worries. Um, the uh, the joys of uh, of live streaming. So there is there a amazing shot of your uh, side vision. What are we looking at in this picture? So that is actually a wreck uh, that is in a lake near us here in New Hampshire. Uh, we went out on a very cold day last fall to get this, uh, but it's called the Lady of the Lake. And it was actually a steamboat uh, that used to run the mail across the lake back in the uh, early part of the uh, 1900s. And um, I think when it went out of service, they were actually towing it somewhere to probably break it up. And uh, it had other plans and it sank in the middle of the lake. <laughs> so I just brought <laughs> it up a great sonar target. I brought up another side vision um, for people who don't maybe don't understand. How does one read this? How, how am I looking at this? So if you look at that image, um, call your attention first to the stripe that runs right down the middle of the screen from the top to the bottom. It actually cuts the word range in half. And that is the center line of the image. That is essentially the track line of your boat as you're moving through the water. Uh, you'll see some hash marks across the top. Um, the ones as the 20 foot mark are labeled. Uh, the intermediate ones are not labeled, so but th they're all at 10 foot spacing. Okay. So that is the horizontal distance out from the side of the transducer. So you got 10, 20, 30, and a grand total of 40 feet in this image on either side of the boat. You'll get... Um, that black area in the middle, because keep in mind that this is side scan sonar. So we have um, a beam on the left and a beam on the right, and they spread out from the transducer at a 60 degree angle, um, but they don't touch uh, each other at the bottom. Uh, there's actually a third beam that fills that in. That's your down vision beam. But here we're looking purely at the side scan beams. So that's why we have all that black in the middle. It's actually just pure water column. And it, uh, in this case, the beam finally strikes the bottom at um, it gets the top of that tree at about 10 to 12 feet and then the solid bottom at a uh, little more than 20 feet or sorry, a little less than 20 feet. It looks like we got a tree branch there. We've got some weeds sticking up and I can see some fish mixed in with the branches as well. Here's a, another image. And this one was actually looks like someone took a picture of their yeah, this was uh, posted up on our Facebook page in the last couple of days. This is a, a pretty neat shot. So this is showing two sonar channels in Element. The left is what we call chirp fish targeting. So this is a 170 to 230 kilohertz chirp uh, channel. Um, this is great for deep water. Um, this one will get you all the way down to 900 feet. Um, it's also great for picking up um, uh, targets in the water column. The right-hand side of the window is our, looks like that's 1.2 megahertz hypervision uh, in what we call down vision. So down vision is really designed for looking at bottom structures, uh, looking at rocks, looking at trees, looking at man-made objects. Um, it does have the ability to pick up fish as well, uh, though sometimes, um, sometimes the fish can get hidden a little bit. Um, so that's why we give the option to split it out and look at two channels at the same time. There was one. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it'll pick up fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this one. It's like, yeah, there's no doubt about those being fish. Yes. Yeah, this is a um, another hypervision shot. Um, 
and I will say I think there's some there's some pretty big fish, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it the hypervision picks up very nicely the shape of the body of the fish, where the other channel, the traditional uh, the, that blue background, 200 kilohertz chirp. Um, what that tends to pick up more so than the fish's body is it actually picks up the air bladder in the fish. The different frequencies that we transmit into the water react differently depending on what it is that they hit. Gotcha. And I think, I think that the example here, um, it really shows you how, I mean, you need to learn how to read your fish finder. You do. That is how much on, on, the, on the, on the left-hand side, it, it's like, okay, you know, that could be fish, you know, I'm pretty sure that's fish, but what's all this other stuff. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah. and now yeah. with, with the clarity, uh, the hypervision, I mean, you can tell exactly what you're fishing around. Um, and it's, it's a pretty amazing wow. thing. Um, so I'm gonna, wow, where's my, there we go. We'll drop, put us back <laughs> up on the screen. Like, so, um, let's go take a look at if there's any more questions here. Um, this is a great question. How durable are the screens for accidental weight hits? Is it a Gorilla Glass style screen? It is a Gorilla Glass style screen. I don't think it's official Gorilla Glass, but it is uh, designed to be high impact. Uh, it is glass rather than plastic, which is much more durable out in the marine environment. Uh, so yeah, you shouldn't have any uh, any trouble there. Obviously, you want to be careful not to bang too many things off of it, but uh, an accidental hit shouldn't, shouldn't be a problem. Uh, let's see, Scott Barton, uh, love the user interface on the element. Well done. I'm glad you like it, Scott. Our UI guys uh, put a lot of time in that. We, we actually call the operating system on element Lighthouse Sport. Uh, so the kind of the, the core software code that runs behind it is the same as what runs on an Axiom system. Um, but they have gone through and optimized it for this button based and bring you know, all those commonly used fishing features right to the top. So you have uh, easy to navigate menus. You don't have to go very deep into anything to get to the features that you use most. Okay, would you say it's kind of like maybe in between say the Dragonfly and the Axiom as far as, because I mean the, the, the Dragonfly, one thing about it, particularly for people who are just getting into using electronics, mm -hmm. very plug and play, very user friendly. Uh, I got the Axiom. Okay, there's a, there's a little bit more going on there, and have to dive into it a little bit more to figure everything out. Uh, is this one somewhere in between? I would say it's somewhere in between. Yeah, it has that nice, um, you know, turn it on and go fishing uh, capability that Dragonfly had. So if you're the type of person that doesn't want to tweak it and tune it, you can just turn it on and uh, you know, and, and it works right out of the box. Uh, but as your skills increase, as your comfort level increases on the system, if you want to go in and play with it, it has all that capability as well, like an Axiom. So you can go in and you can change frequencies and you can change colors and you can change palettes and gain levels. And, um, but the nice thing too, is at any time you can very easily set all that stuff back to automatic. Um, so don't be afraid to test it out and try the settings and things. Uh, because of my transducer placement on my blue sky, mm -hmm. um, putting it back at the back of the boat and having to turn it around. Can I turn around the transducer signal on this one as well? You can. Yes. Yeah. If you go into the, um, the, with any fish finder window up, you go into the, um, transducer settings and you can actually flip the left and right channels to accommodate awesome. that. That is awesome. 
Um, oh, somebody had a question. Okay, uh, Andrew, uh, are they IPX rated? They are. Uh, these are all uh, IPX6, I believe, is where they are rated to. So um, they will take rain, spray, and I think it's one meter of submersion. So if, even if you roll your boat when you're launching it, or well, for that matter, even if you're out, out in the deep water and, and you roll it, as long as it doesn't sink, uh, you should be fine. Uh, what, what do you suggest as far as the connectors? Um, I mean, I've, uh, I've had connectors on old fish finders get corroded. Uh, do you guys suggest blasting them with WD-40, putting dielectric grease on them, anything like that? So I like to use dielectric grease uh, on mine. Um, it, it does put a nice protective coating uh, on everything. Um, I do, if, if I know the system got wet, particularly if I was out in the salt as well, I will I will actually blast the connectors out with a little bit of WD-40 just to kind of force whatever crud is in there out. Uh, and then I'll put some fresh grease on them as well. Is there anything I should avoid uh, or anybody? Is there anything you should avoid putting on the connectors? Um, the, the one thing I'll say is uh, just be really leery about, you know, sticking anything in there uh, in terms of like mechanical tools and scraping on the connectors. Uh, you know, if you start to see a little bit of green in there, try try the WD-40 or try some electrical contact cleaner first. Um, there are a lot of pins in these connectors because there's actually quite a bit going on there. You have power, you also have some data connectivity. Of course, the transducer has multi-channels in it. Um, and those pins do need to be aligned uh, pretty precisely to get you know, plugged in correct. And if you go in there with a screwdriver or a pick or something like that, trying to clean it and you bend a pin, um, that can lead to bad things. It doesn't want to line up in the socket. So, uh, Martin Jones wants to know, does it have the ability to run Netflix? Like if, you want to run, if you want to run Netflix, you will need to stay in the Axiom line. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no Netflix on an element, uh, but the Axioms do all have that. They got Spotify too. So, yeah, that's crazy. Um, what about the screen itself? Uh, I mean, can I? What, what should somebody clean that with? You know, really, the best thing is just fresh water and your microfiber towel um, goes a long way. It is a glass screen. Um, there are protective coatings on the screen, but most of those are applied to the inside of the glass. So you don't have to worry about scratching things off or rubbing coatings off of it. Um, so uh, microfiber and some fresh water is, is fine. Um, you know, if you get something that's a little more stubborn on there, just some kind of common like dish soap, uh, boat soap, um, use that to rinse it down. Uh, Bane's off. Uh, Daniel, he wants to see that transducer again. Sure. Let me hold it up again. Oops. You so don't happen to have a tr an Axiom transducer sitting there, do you, that we could compare uh, sizes to? I'm glad you asked. I sure do. <laughs> I knew this question <laughs> would come up. Uh, let me get him in the same orientation. Here, let me hide his comment. Uh, there we go. Oh, yeah, that is quite a bit bigger. Yep. Um, now, keep um, in mind, both of these transducers have their powerboat transamount bracket attached it is detachable uh which takes them both down pretty considerably in size but you can see that the uh element transducer is about you know two-thirds scale um just turn it this way you can see it's also elements on the top okay very cool and have we know this is of course is always a question as well on transducers because people are, are very wary of them being uh, proud of the bottom of the boat. Mm -hmm. but how's the durability? You know, they are actually pretty tough. Um, on my boat, my Axiom transducer actually does stick out uh, about 
three quarters of an inch below the bottom of the boat. It has taken some hits on logs and rocks and rocky beaches. And there are a few scrapes in the surface of it, but it does still function perfectly fine. Uh, I have I have yet to be able to break it. So, um, you know, you, you do want to uh, make every effort to protect it. But if you do bump something with it, um, you know. Are scrapes and scratches on it going to affect? Uh, not really, not, not appreciably. I mean, you'd have to hit it pretty hard and hit it, um, you know, punch a hole in it really before you're gonna oh, really? have major, major issue with it. And one of the things we certainly have going for us with kayakers as kayakers versus power boaters too, is the, uh, we don't have nearly as much, you know, speed when we hit something. So if you do. Yeah. But, but kayakers tend to drag their kayak yeah. on sandy beaches, rocky beaches, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That I, would be I would, my concern. I would avoid it as much as you can. Um, but you know, if, if you're making a landing on a beach or something like that and it scrapes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about it there. Okay. Very good to know. Uh, Ruben Rivera, is it chart loaded? So uh, charting on uh, Element, there's a bunch of different options for it. Um, most of the systems that we sell come with charts bundled in the box. Those could be Navionics. Uh, they could be something called an LNC2, a Lighthouse LNC2. That's a North America chart that's all new. Um, it's actually a chart made by Ray Marine, and uh, it's made in conjunction with our partners over at Fishing Hotspots. Uh, so that is a all-in-one chart for North America. It has both inland waters, so lakes, rivers, ponds, streams, and it has saltwater uh, as well, east coast and west coast, Alaska, Hawaii, British Columbia, and the Western Caribbean are all on that. And it's got all this local knowledge data from fishing hotspots on it. So that's, you'll see a lot of elements bundled with that. Uh, that's something new for 2019. Um, that chart's available for um, Axioms uh, also. Um, but we can also run a bunch of other things on there too. Uh, so we mentioned Navionics, we mentioned uh, Lighthouse LNC2. We can run uh, CMAP electronic charts. Some, some areas of the world are particularly uh, like CMAP charts, so we can work with their full catalog. Uh, we can work with a lot of specialty charts as well. Uh, we support standard mapping, which are really popular down on the Gulf Coast. They are super high resolution satellite photos, so if you're fishing backwaters and bayous and whatnot, they have satellite imagery there. Um, if you're going offshore on the East Coast, we support Seymour uh, chart. Seymour is uh, super high definition. Uh, it's like they use a towed array side scan sonar to map uh, wrecks and canyons and things like that. So uh, we can run those. Um, and then for international customers, we can do MRay, we can do NV Digital, uh, and a whole bunch of others. So um, we have probably one of the widest arrays of chart options uh, anywhere. Uh, for people who maybe need to upgrade their software, is it Wi-Fi compatible? Is it Bluetooth? It uh, actually has both in it. Yep, it's got Wi-Fi and there is a Bluetooth radio in it. Uh, at the moment, the Wi-Fi radio is active and you can use it for software updates. We'll actually have a software update for Element, its first one uh, coming, I'd say probably within the next month. Uh, we do them on a quarterly basis, so you'll see some new things added. Um, the uh, Wi-Fi module over time too, you'll see it start to pick up other capabilities uh, in our through our updates. Uh, there is a Bluetooth radio in uh, Element. At the moment, it's not used for anything, but uh, we've got plans for it in future updates. So. 
I can't talk about it. Stay tuned. <laughs> Are they hard water capable too? I assume you mean ice fishing? <laughs> we don't have that here in San Diego, by the way. Yeah, um, you can take them out on the ice. We actually make a um, an ice fishing transducer kit that works both with element and uh, dragonfly systems. So it's a yeah. Somebody uh, yeah. Somebody actually just mentioned here. I've heard you can get a different transducer for ice fishing. Yes. Yeah. The ice fishing transducer is uh, it's a single frequency. It's the, it's the two hundred kilohertz chirp channel only. So you do lose the the three D and the side vision and, and stuff like that uh, if you switch to the ice fishing transducer. Uh, but that's primarily because you're working through a hole in the ice that's pretty small. So it allows you to drop the transducer right in. Um, you could use the provided transducer with it and retain all the other functionality. You just got to drill a bigger hole. <laughs> uh, it's Martin has another thing here. I was told that it was capable of the ice transducer. That's that the is one you're talking about. Okay. Yep. That's the one right there. Yep. Um, you know, actually I was kind of wondering if, uh, for instance, you know, somebody has multiple, multiple kayaks uh, mm -hmm. or a small boat and a kayak and, and so on. Can somebody buy like, get a head unit and then buy extra transducers. So you have, a, you know, the rigging on one boat and you just move the head from. We sure do. Yeah. We have all the accessories uh, available uh, a la carte. So yeah, if you need a, an extra bracket, if you want uh, another transducer for a different boat, um, we also make for element, you know, if, if you have kayak and you have some power boats too, we make, you know, the transit mount that we've seen here, we have through hulls. Uh, transducers as well. Uh, for deep V boats, we actually have a pair of through hulls so you can retain um, the side vision uh, even in a deep V configuration. So you have a left channel and a right channel. Um, so there's lots of options for it. Okay, I'm going to pop up my favorite question. I can't wait to see this one. <laughs> oh, it's because it, it always comes up. <laughs> what is the possibility of Rare Marine making a shorter uh, transducer cable for kayaks? So that is something that we have had some discussions on. Um, so it is up for consideration. Uh, one thing I will say, let me uh, bring up the comparisons again here. Sorry, I, I dropped the transducer onto the floor. Pick it up. Uh, that is the Axiom cable bundle. That is the element cable bundle. So much like the scale of the transducer oops, is smaller, the cable bundle is significantly smaller and thinner on an element too. You'll, you'll have, <laughs> yeah, you'll have less trouble hiding uh, that on board. Um, but we are definitely considering uh, offering shorter, shorter cables. Um, you know, a lot of that really how comes long, down to. How long is the current cable? Uh, it is, uh, I think it's 24 feet long. I think it's eight meters. Yeah, don't need that in a kayak. Yeah, I definitely need <laughs> that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice if you had like if even if you just had two versions, you had one that had like a four foot cable and one that had because right. you know so often the head units here and the transducer is like right here. Right. Yeah. You know? right, right. Um and right. you know, the longest you're going is from the mounting position maybe to the keel, like I have on one of mine, which is still only, you know, six feet back or so. So yeah, I, I mean, we've talked about that forever with every um, fish finder manufacturer. And I understand that kayak fishing is still, you know, it's still a bit of a niche, but um, it's growing. It, it, sure. it certainly is growing. I mean, when you see events like, you know, the, the KBF National Championship where they have, you know, 500 guys in it, 
Um, I mean, it, it's definitely growing and it's growing all over the world. And uh, I would say if, if personally, if Raymarine did that, that would show Im them embracing kayak fishing. And, um, uh, you know, I think that would gain a lot of loyalty. One, one thing I'd love to encourage people to do too, is if that is something that interests you, if you think it is critical, um, you know, shoot us a message, you know, post on our timeline, um, you know, post a comment. Um, we, we love to get product feedback from, from you guys in the field that are using our stuff. And, you know, if there's anything that you want us to do to it, to make it better, um, you know, definitely we want to hear it. I'm going to bring this up again, see how we're doing on shares. Where'd it go? Oh, I'm seeing somebody else's share. I'm not even seeing our page. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Refresh. Again, live streaming video always. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. There we are. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we have 118. All right. But that doesn't mean you need to stop sharing. We still Keep need, sharing. if you want your chance to win, like, comment, share. If you want to win, again, they are, Brain Marine is generously giving away one of these elements in the size of your choice. Uh, so like, comment, share. Keep these questions coming. Um, let's see what we had here. I've been looking at the Lowrance Elite TI and carbon models for some time now. How does this compare and what reasons would entice me to go with Raymarine product? Hmm. Well, that's a good question, Brian. They are, they're all great units. Um, I will say, I think right off the bat, uh, check out our sunlight visibility. Um, I think you're going to find it is second to none uh, in the space. Um, if you get a chance to check it out in a showroom too, I encourage you to take a look at our build quality. Um, one of the things you'll find about all Raymarine products, but uh, you know, especially with the element, uh, pick it up and feel it in your hand. Um, we go to great lengths when we design our products to make sure that they are going to be, you know, waterproof and shock resistant and really stand up to the elements. And I think that's reflected in the materials that we use. And you can really see it when you get your hands on one. Um, definitely check that out. Um, Martin had another question. Martin, you got a lot of great questions here, man. Uh, currently the transducer bracket goes to 90 degrees. Any chance you can make it so that it can mount underneath a kayak at 180 degrees? We, that is definitely something we can take a look at. I was just, uh, kind of messing with this bracket here in my hand. I think we could get this to 180 degrees, but the other thing I'll say is that you can take this bracket off uh, entirely. Uh, this whole top section, uh, there's one screw up here at the front to unlock it and you can take the bracket out. Um, and then there's actually a couple of screw holes in the top. So I know kayakers get very creative when we're rigging our boats and figuring out how to get transducers up into spaces. Um, and that actually gives you a lot of options once you get all this, this top panel uh, removed from it. What about the uh the through hole style yep, uh, because it's got the threaded post on the top. It does. Yeah. You could do something like that uh, as well. It's got a stem on it. I uh, don't, uh, unfortunately I don't have a through hole here with me, um, but they do have a, uh, a threaded stem that would probably fit through the scuppers on most boats. The size of the rest of the transducer, the actually actual part that sits on the outside of the boat 
is is pretty much what you see here. Um, so it's this minus the the bracket uh, assembly. Um, so that might be a possibility for for some kayaks as well. Yeah, um, uh, for for people who want to see that, I know uh, when I was looking at the Raymarine Raymarine site, I saw it on there as one of the transducer options for it. So if you want to see it, get a look at it on the Raymarine site. It is there. Uh, da, 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 da. Daniel says he'd be happy to buy the shorter cable if it was an option. I will definitely. I I, I, I guarantee you most kayakers would. <laughs> um. Lonnie is driving in is driving right now uh, from Mitch Lacoop. Oh, hi from Mitch. Le I, I'm totally butchering that. We'll just go to this one. Love Ray Marine. Oh, thank you, Jason. <laughs> uh, Kyle, somewhere in Canada, is checking in. All right, fishing season uh, just getting started there too. I bet. Yeah, we got Dan from uh, South Mississippi checking in. Hi, um, Den Denver map building is a nice feature. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by the map building. Um, again, particularly when you go to some of these lakes that, you you know, maybe I'm going to be fishing the same lake for a couple of days, but I've never been there and there's no charts for it. Um, right. Yeah. And you find that quite, quite a lot, you know, um, we have, um, you know, on that LNC two chip or uh, if you go with the Navionics uh, hot maps, you know, there's, there's tens of thousands of lakes there but there's just so many more lakes and ponds that are small and, you know, only the locals fish there and they've never officially been mapped. And this is a very, very easy way to, to do it. Uh, Denver Hatch has another question. Uh, does the element qualify for the paid to upgrade with Raymarine trade up sales event? Uh, that is a good question, Denver. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know. I would, I need to read the terms and conditions on that and see. Uh, maybe you can check it out and, Type in an answer later on for him. I will yeah. do that. You should have somebody like Kurt Nowoski on here. Yeah, I, I need him in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will the unit work after I flip my kayak? <laughs> well, uh, it should. It, it is uh, rated to uh, IPX6. That gives it one meter of submersible uh, capability. So, um you know, we don't want to leave it upside down in the water forever, but yeah, you flip it over, flip it back up. It should be fine. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I, I've had, I've had fish knock my fish finder off the boat Yep. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then put it back on. It continues working. The biggest issue there again is like I said, getting maybe some dielectric grease, uh, or blasting with WD-40 if that happens on those connectors. Yeah, one of the real nice things on Element, um, I'm not sure I can get this unit up here. Well, anyway, um, the chart, the charts uh, on an Element load through the front, and it has a really nice tight fitted rubber plug that covers the chart reader and protects it. So, you know, once oh, you're okay, so that's there, that's up in here. Yep, it's actually underneath the power button. So you, you pull it right from the edge of the screen. That that'll peel back. And okay, here we go. Yeah, so there's the chart reader. Get in front of here. It's always it's always backwards on here. So the card reader is here, which I like because on the other ones it's on the it back. On the back, yeah. And so if you're going through waves, just stuff like that just tends to take a pounding. 
Uh, like I said, I really like the size and the weight on this. Um, my Axiom is considerably heavier. So. Yeah, definitely uh, shaving a few pounds off it on a on for the kayak is a nice thing, especially when you gotta carry it yeah, all. The the Axiom is going to graduate to the big boat. To the big boat. Nice. To the big boat. Um, Michael Guerrero says, "Okay, I'm sold." Take my money. <laughs> Elements are available now. They uh, We are shipping them in all three sizes, so you'll see them out there. Okay, this is actually a pretty good uh, thing. After I win after I win one of these units, can someone educate me on how to use it? Uh, does Raymarine have some tutorials on their site or anything like that? We do. We have some stuff up on our YouTube channel. Um, one of the things that we are actually going to be working on through this spring, too, is we'd like to continue doing live events like this, not only with partners like you, Jim, but also just, you know, on our own to get customers educated on our products. So watch for uh, Raymarine training uh, to be offered in sessions similar to what we're doing right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Those things are, are so helpful. I know I learn better visually, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like this rather than trying to read it on a book or, a, you know, instructional manual or anything like that. So I definitely do better that if somebody's actually showing me how to do this. I know we covered this one earlier, but uh, it's, you know, worth covering it again. Yep. Uh, can it be networked to another unit? Yeah. And this is one of the key differences between an axiom and an element. So elements basically are standalone units. They have um, some very basic networking capability in them called NMEA 2000 that enables them to talk to um, an external GPS antenna or a compass sensor, or if you're on a powerboat, it can talk to your engines and display engine data and sensors like that. Um, but these are not designed to be networked to other elements or Axiom displays. So if you're looking yeah. at networking capability, you want to be up in the Axiom series. Yeah, these are really ideal for the small boat, single unit, kayaker, um, you know, I said on on our big boat, you know, I've got several units and everything's networked together. Everything talks to each other, and it, it's really really cool. So if you if you're going to do that, definitely step up to the axiom because they are phenomenal. But uh, for for us kayakers, like I said, or the small boat user, or the jet ski fisherman, <laughs> you know, who's only going to have that single unit, um, I think this is is really the way to go. <laughs> Tom Riley, huh? <laughs> oh, there it is. Tom, you're a little late to the game, buddy. Yeah, we already discussed this, and uh, and Not we're yet. pushing for it. <laughs> and what uh, Jim is saying is definitely, if that is something you think you need, uh, send a message. Keep pounding them that that is something that we're interested. And um, obviously, the more we uh, talk to these companies about stuff like that, the more likely it is to happen. If they see a demand, it's all about demand. And that's what it comes down to. And I'm keeping a tally, so I'm going to put, <laughs> put him down for one, too. All right. Um, yeah, actually, Ruben, we just we just kind of again went over this. Does the memory card slot have a cover or a seal preventing it? Uh, again, it, it, the, the memory card is right here under the power button. Let's see if I can do this. It is a, a kind of a push-in rubber seal. So... Um, yeah, you're not getting any water in that. It seals up around. It's not just the cover, but then it's got a, a part that actually goes into around the uh, yeah, around, the this, slot. around the card slot. And it's got like three ridges in there to, to give you good waterproof uh, coverage there. Um, 
Jeff, how you doing, man? Good to have you on here as always. Um, Scott wants to know what the connectors look like. And again, I've got that right here. Uh, the one that's kind of a T shape is the power. Yep, and the other one is your transducer. Yep, so, so all the all the connectivity is through those two ports. So it keeps it very simple. It's easy to uh, install and uninstall when you're you're rigging your boat or breaking it down at the end of the day. Um, easy to maintain those two connectors. And um, another thing I really like about these is the there's a very well defined keyway on those connectors. So if you're trying to put them together blind and you're just kind of feeling around and trying to get it to plug in. Uh, it, engaged, it engages very positively and lines up nicely, snaps right in there. So there's your there's your mounting bracket, and then you got the two screws that go into the side, and, and so you can adjust it, adjust the angle to it. Um, Yak Attack uh, makes a really nice mounting plate for this that then you can lock, put it in with their lock and load system. So it's a, it's a really nice setup system there, and that's that's how I've got my uh, Axiom mounted on my Blue Sky. Let's see what else we got here. Um, can it flip up if can it flip up if transom mounted? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you were uh, had this on a powerboat, uh, it is a flip up. Uh, bracket so it's designed that if the transducer strikes something at speed it has a like a safety release and it pops up so that it doesn't doesn't break the bracket or rip the transducer off the boat michael guerrero will ray marine help me catch more fish because right now i'm not catching anything oh, that's what we're all about <laughs> <laughs> well it's definitely going to help you find where they are um i mean the, the clarity on these is you may if you joined us late, go back and you can look at some of the images we popped up or go over to the Raymarine site and you can see the amazing, um, amazing uh, clarity on that. Um, Sean, how many waypoints can it save? Ah, uh, it is up around, I think the number is 10,000. You can also save things off to the memory card um so if you want to use those waypoints somewhere else uh you can take them home and uh you know load them up into whatever your your favorite planner software is um you can share those waypoints with uh, an axiom display or another raymarine display uh for that matter you can share our waypoints with pretty much any display we use a standard format called gpx gps exchange i think it's a a, a format that Google originally put together. Just about everybody supports it. So if you got buddies that have other brands of electronics, um, first convince them to change, but also you can share your waypoints with them. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, somebody shoots me some waypoints, you know, to a good fishing spot. Mm -hmm. The Dragonfly, it was difficult um, to input your own spots. You had to mm -hmm. kind of make a spot and then go back and edit it. Um, is this one easier? Is it easier to just, is there a, a function in there where I can just go, hey, this is a new waypoint and I'm putting in numbers? You can, yeah. You can create a waypoint by latitude and longitude. Uh, the only thing that makes it probably just a little bit tricky, I will say, is that um, being a non-touchscreen product, um, when you get it, when you have to fill out a field, for example, for a latitude, longitude coordinates, you're going to use the up, down, left, right directional pad to fill that out. Right. Um, but, so a little, uh, a little more clumsy, but I mean, that's, that's the way most of these things are, um, yeah. that aren't touchscreen that where you, not, you know, yeah, basically get a keyboard. Screen. Um, 
Um, how with charts in Sweden? <laughs> so we got uh, several different ways that you can get charts in Sweden. So I believe both Navionics and CMAP have coverage up there. We also have uh, some other vendors covering Sweden as well. Delius Classing, I think, is one of the brands that covers Sweden. Uh, if you go over to charts.raymarine.com, you can actually see um, everything that we offer in our Lighthouse Charts library, and there's a lot of different options for Sweden there. Uh, Michael Cox, I know the dual split screen is displayed side by side. Can you also do it top and bottom? Uh, yes, yep, yeah, I believe that is coming, I think it's in the next update, uh, to do that four-way view. I'm going to try and crank through some because we've actually at an hour already. So I'm going to try and crank through some questions really quick. Sure. Um, does it sync data with a smartphone? Uh, it does not yet, uh, but that is a capability that we hope to add shortly via update, similar to what Axiom can do, for example, with uh, the Navionics voting app. Uh, it does wireless exchange over Wi-Fi. We'll, we'll be looking to do something similar in Element. Uh, Roberto, my good friend, Roberto Briones up in Canada, probably still hard water fishing. Uh, what is the first upgrade going to address or do you know? I don't know exactly what's in it. Uh, I know they have some new features, uh, planned for it. Um, we're always innovating and adding new things. Um, I know there were a couple of bugs reported to us as, as well. So we always use the updates as an opportunity to squash any bugs that have been reported. So, uh, we should see that probably within a month or so. Oh, this is actually a pretty funny one. Is I really dig the kayak icon. Yes. <laughs> so the the Ray Marine is definitely showing us some love. We are, yeah. Uh, we we lobbied to get that in there because we know that uh, you know that that kayak fishing enthusiasts are out there, and it's a growing segment. So you know, we want to we we want you all on board. Oh, this would be an interesting one. Uh, it'd be cool to have a camera built in for hero shots. It's kind of like having the camera on your smartphone. I like that idea. Uh, to see 12 inch would be awesome. Um, a lot of hellos. I, I'm sorry, people. I'm just scrolling through these really quick. Maybe, uh, Jim, uh, maybe you or Kurt or somebody can uh, scroll through some of these questions after we're done we can. and answer some of the questions we can't get to because we've already gone over an hour and we like to keep these things about an hour. So <laughs> uh, I think we're going to probably just shut her down on the questions uh, for the moment and just thank you for being here. You're and if anybody wants to see, you know, more about the Raymarine products, it's very simple. Go to raymarine.com. Um, we, again, for people who are, are wondering about the giveaway, we're going to give this until tomorrow uh, before we select. So people who are viewing it as a replay, uh, put a comment in there, say you watched it as a replay, uh, but share it with your friends so we can get as many um, people out there to see this and and know what's going on we are already at over 100 um shares i mean i can check it one more time no i'm not gonna <laughs> uh but mainly i just want to thank you jim for for all your guys support uh of me and the show and for coming on here and answering all our viewers questions because uh i I mean, being in touch with the people directly, the manufacturers of the product is is such a, an awesome thing. And I really appreciate that. 
You're very welcome. We love the opportunity to get out and and to to chat with with all your viewers and all your fans. And um, you know, we we really uh, love love meeting you. And you know, absolutely. If uh, you know any anybody out there watching, if you're at a show, you know, come in and check out our booth. Um, I hit a lot of the shows. Come up, say hello. Uh, I'd love to show you what it's all about. We have some really cool technology, lots of innovations, and lots of things to get excited about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, Jim, I will let you go. I know because you are on uh, the East Coast and uh, it's getting later for you. So Dinner you probably want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> probably want to go home and rather than sit here talking to us. But uh, again, thank you so much. And thanks, everybody at Ray Marine. You take care, man. Thank you. So again, everybody, thank you for, for joining the show. Again, it was brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. Uh, the makers of the finest beers around. Um, I appreciate you all being here. We have great shows scheduled basically every week coming up uh, with different sponsors, other giveaways. Uh, Wes Siegler is going to come on. We're going to give another way, uh, another reel. Uh, next week we have Primal. Um, Dan from Primal is going to be here, and he's going to give away uh, one of the motor mounts that I have on my um, Blue Sky. Uh, we've got Shark Shield coming on again. We've got... Um, Seagar is coming on again. So just keep an eye on the on this uh, and just make a point of joining us every Friday uh, at 2 o'clock Pacific time. Thanks again, everybody, so much. If you're going out on the water this week, please wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Take care. <laughs>